Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is John Keeley and this is the podcast extension of ROI Show 537. Our noted guest for today is Miss Rachel Heiss, General Manager of the Great Revivalist Brewery. Will be taking time to uh, talking with us about the Great Revivalist Brewery and the history buffs for today are Jay Swords and Terry Doppler. Terry, you get to start us off. Okay, thank you. So, Rachel, I love how GRB has incorporated the history of the buildings and repurposed the historic items into a new community gathering place. Um, so, in reference to the former Capellas Museum, Capellas Museum. Will there be artifacts from them on display? Will they be incorporated into this new design, this into the brewery? Um, yes, from what I understand, some of the manuscripts have been left, and we will be displaying them. Uh, Rachel, will there be um, a way for people to observe some of those? I remember when I was uh, teaching, we could borrow some of the museum pieces, like letters from Abraham Lincoln and from George Washington. They were just incredible in and they were inserted in uh, different plastic or plexiglass uh, display cases. Yes, I believe that he plans on displaying the manuscripts that have been left behind. I'm not entirely sure which ones we have retained, but I do believe that they will be on display. Jay. So, Rachel, um, I'm interested in the, the business side, and particularly the, the work that goes into making a business successful. If you were, if, if I were looking to start a, a small business in, you know, a brewery or a restaurant or whatever, what kinds of things would you tell me that I need to make sure that I have in order to increase my likelihood of a success? All right. And before she's answered this, are you going to tell her your dream restaurant cuisine? I, I, I was I was actually not going to tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> I want a real professional to hear this first, but go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> but I do think that uh, Jose McPherson's, the Scottish-Mexican fusion, fusion restaurant, is a niche <laughs> that has been unexplored up to this point. You know, um, honestly, just it, it's just simple things at the end of the day, is having a, a great team in place, um, a, a plan, and plenty of patience. Um, and understanding that things don't always happen as quickly as you hope, especially in, in the beginning stages. Um, you know, it's when you're when you're learning the process and going through the growing pains, because um, there's no way to skip the growing pains. Um, going through this a couple times now, I, I, I you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, can we fast forward six months, you know, get past all this? Um, but it's, it's a part of the process, and it's part of the, uh, growing and, and learning as a business. Um, but, again, just having a strong support system in place and just having a, a good plan, um, knowing that you have forward motion all the time and, and that you, you, you can see the end game, even though sometimes the end game might be three months away or might be 13 months away, and you just have to be, be very patient knowing that. Because um, it's, it's exciting, especially starting up a, another business, another location. Um, you want it to be done um, as quickly as possible, and that's what you were talking about earlier. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot um, for everyone to work together, you know, in, in all entities, whether it's your HVAC people, your plumbers, um, the people installing your kitchen equipment. Um, Everybody has a timeline of their own and their own business. They have their own struggles in their own business and, and product supply. I mean, it's it's just a, 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 a 
a long list of things that have to go perfectly, you know, for things to go according to plan. Um, but, you know, if you have, again, the right people in place and the right facilitators, um, you, you get there and you get there successfully. It just sometimes takes a little more time than people desire. So in other words, your idea of Scottish hag haggle burritos with salsa and cream goat cheese is not going to work. For our business model, I would say no. It isn't. <laughs> Are you even defending it or not? <laughs> no, I, I I can't say no. Nope. You know, I we're not the special specialty uh, in in that type of food. No, nope. I would say if you want us to make a mean pizza, some mean stuff from the grill, absolutely. But um, you know that might not be our specialty. Well, or our uh, friend has been <laughs> prophesizing this restaurant for like twenty five years. Sounds like that he should go for it. Because it, it has his menu written out for verbatim of what he would like to have. So, Terry. <laughs> yeah, Rachel, the really sad part is that I do have all of that. And, and you should. If, if this has been your dream for so long, I mean, I, 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 I you know, we have our dreams and our, our stuff on our list and stuff, too, that we keep all the time. So um, when you're passionate about something and you want to see it come to light, you know, you'll do anything to, to make it happen. They all have to well wear, wear kilts, the servers, and they can have nothing underneath it. That's another problem yeah, with their you know, product. Yep, that might be a staffing issue there. <laughs> Terry. Yes, Rachel. Can you talk about what goes into choosing a location uh, for your brewery? For example, uh, why did you choose Clinton? What was appealing about that location? Well, um, you know, going back to what we had talked about before, we were looking for uh, an eclectic building, um, you know, a building with character, um, a building with soul. We weren't looking to be, you know, in, in a strip mall or something like that that was a, a brand new build. We were looking for something, you know, with character, such as a church or a, a schoolhouse or a fire station or, you know, pipe dreams for us as an old airport hangar or something like that, you know, mm. doing something like that. So um, we just happened to know the right person that knew the right person that geared us, uh, steered us, excuse me, towards that location. And uh, we, like I said, we set foot in there. And um, from our first visit, we kind of knew that's where we were going to be and where we, we were, where we belong to kind of uh, start a, a, another location for our brand to go out. Jay. So, Rachel, I'm interested about the uh, food and, and how you made that choice. Did you guys, does Clinton have a, a need for a, uh, a pizza place or was pizza something that you felt like you could really um, play with and, and do interesting things with, uh, why, why use that as sort of the centerpiece for your menu? And if my ask was there, or maybe a recipe that someone had a recipe in the beginning saying this is something that could work selling. So we actually, at the prior brewery, so um, in 2020, uh, Richard purchased Lionstone Brewing out in Geneseo, and it had been there since 2016. So they actually had a wood fire oven already. Okay. And so when we started in 2020, um, we started working on our own dough recipe, um, and we actually started making our own dough, grinding our own sausage, making our own sauces, oh, doing wow. things like that. Yeah, so we just wanted to translate that option to Clinton because we felt like we were doing it pretty dang well out in Geneseo and we've just kind of expanded on it in Clinton so in, in Geneseo our oven was only about 
um, five feet, and we can do about three or four pizzas at a time. So we're up to um, a nine-foot oven Whoa. that we can do nine or ten pizzas at a time. So Sweet. And again, in, in wood fire pizza, is just like making beer. It's an art. Um, making the dough is an art. It's uh, very temperature time sensitive. Everything has to be just right. Um, tossing the dough to make it right, and you know, goes down to the guy cooking the and and spinning them in the oven, making sure that they're cooking properly. And that there's a lot of truth because my folks used to have a vending business, and we had pop candy but cigarette machines. And when you could put cigarette machines in bars and restaurants, you were always on the circuit and mm-hmm. hearing who's doing well and who's not. And again, uh, I don't think the general public understands that success for those businesses is a lot of times just a hairline fracture. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it is, uh, my hat always goes out off and kind of my heart too for how restaurants made it through COVID. I still cannot, being that I had an idea how that industry, a small one, but how they survived COVID just totally floored me. So our story is a little more unique with COVID. So um, that's actually when the purchase was going through for the business. So um, we actually were shut down five days after Richard purchased the brewery originally in Geneseo. So um, we had to kind of scramble to figure out what we were going to do. Um, so um, every day for, for months, we actually hauled our tables outside and so we could provide service. We did curbside. We started making soda, so we make our own craft soda, oh. um, own craft coffee and craft tonic and craft energy drinks. So we started making all that because we were able to so we could get that out into the market. So um changing our business model a little bit during that time to getting that stuff out kind of saved us a little bit. Um, and we had a lot of great, great patrons that took care of us um, and that visited us regularly um, during that time. But it was definitely a struggle. Um, we you know, had to trim our staff, but we kept most of our staff employed the entire time. Um, and we were able to, to make it go. And then um, once the winter hit, we, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, we put the, the greenhouses outside, so much like kind of what Treehouse does and stuff. So we were able right. to do outdoor seating that winter when nobody else was still able to. So we had a huge draw. So thankfully, just again, with our creativity and our, you know, willingness to do a little bit of things outside of the bubble kind of saved us through that whole COVID process. Um, Otherwise, you know, we might have been dead in the water just like everybody else kind of was at that time. Right, without a doubt. Um, Jay, why don't you tell our listeners of how you're going to make your haggis burrito a national phenomenon? You know what? You never give away trade secrets, man. That's right. You sure don't. You have to wait and experience it on your own. You know, I don't see a line going down your street for getting it, but that uh, maybe I'm not looking hard enough. I'm sorry. That's right. That, that's my story, and I'm sticking. <laughs> yeah, there, there might be a need for it in the Kansas area. Yeah, you, you you just don't know, right? You don't. <laughs> Terry. Yeah, Rachel, you mentioned how COVID affected your uh, business uh, during that time. Did you also have trouble with the flooding in Davenport, the 2019 flood? So Did that um, have an impact? That was actually prior to us um, acquiring that property. Um, so that didn't actually affect us. It did affect us once uh, Richard acquired that property and we were going to reopen at that location. Um, and it definitely did hinder um, us being able to uh, open that location just due to the, the extensive uh, remodel again that would be needed to the property for us to get in there. So um, at the end of the day, we did choose to walk away from that property um, just due, due to various reasons, of course. 
Okay, Jay. Obviously, you're you're in an an ex, you're you're an expanding business. Do you have you know the the uh, sort of prototypical three year plan, five year plan, ten year plan that you're kind of working towards so that you always have, as you talked about earlier, that forward momentum. Um, yeah, I would like to think that we have that. We always are looking uh, for ways to better better our brand, better ourselves, you know, make sure we have the most unique destinations for people to come visit because um, we're finding that, you know, a, a lot of places are what, you know, they're kind of cookie cutter, Ikea type places, you know, everybody's kind of building the same type of places. Um, and, and that's not just breweries, it's restaurants, coffee shops, you know, everything kind of pops up and it's, you know, kind of starts out like wildfire and everything kind of looks the same. So that's why we're kind of a try to keep that appealing uh, uniqueness to ourselves um, and have something a little different that, you know, you don't see every day. You don't see a brewery in a church every day and you don't see, um, you know, uh, the historical value. A lot of times if you see a church in a brewery, it's kind of been gutted down and not left as it was. We left everything as it was and actually repurposed everything that we could. Um, you know, we made the pews into our tables. So, I mean, we literally went down to the bare bones and reutilized everything we possibly could to, to kind of keep the uniqueness to it. So, and I think that's important in going to places. I love nice, brand new places, of course. Um, they're beautiful. Um, but, um, you know, I tend to kind of lean towards these places that are not, you know, dive bar-ish, but they have a little more character to them. They're yeah. a little bit older. They have some history to them, some soul to them. Right. Uh, we would like to thank our guests for the 537th show, Rachel Heights, General Manager of the Great Revivalist Brewery, who talked to us about the Great Revivalist Brewery and didn't shoot down Jay's sword's <laughs> idea of a haggis burrito. You can come be a guest cook one night and make it for us. <laughs> <laughs> the History Buster Today show or Jay Swords and Terry Toppler. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KALA Radio or on the web at TuneIn.com. If you're looking for older programs, you'll find them at SoundCloud.com. Just put KALA Radio in the search, click on the first icon, and scroll down to find nearly a decade of ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station KALA, St. Ambrose University.